0: Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insight and professional and business development. Travel Market Life, join us by
1: webcast, video or podcast. Welcome to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. And in this series, The Hotel Tech Clinic, we're exploring different technologies that are helping hotels adapt and change to the new environment, particularly as things become accelerated in digitalization in this episode we're going to be looking at the heart of the hotel the property management system you can check out some of our other episodes where we've looked at robotic process automation blockchain and robots and today as we look at the heart of the hotel property management system there's been big talk about legacy systems and the need for change is it like changing an operating system and what does that mean for a hotel and their employees well we're going to be speaking to alan Riordan the co-founder of appaleo Hi, Alan. Um, how are you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm really good. Thanks, You Excellent. Yes, uh, very well. Now, I mean, the property management system side, I mean, you've, you've been in business now for a few years and you're bringing quite a bit of change uh, to the way that you can um, actually purchase and implement and, and use property management systems. And this is all about being on the cloud. And why is that so important, this change from legacy systems?
0: Well, I think the um, the issue with legacy PMS really there are there are probably multiple issues that have um, that have essentially um, grown over over the last decade or so to become uh, blockers to innovation. Primarily, um, legacy property management systems and other systems, key systems in the ecosystem for that matter, have tended to be very closed. So it's been difficult, uh, even though the PMS or the property management system sits at the heart of the ecosystem, it has been quite frustrating for hoteliers to connect new solutions into that, which need to either send data to the PMS or, or receive data from it or both. Um, where integrations have been achieved, um, they tend to be uh, take quite a long time to deliver. They're very expensive. Uh, they cost the hotelier a lot of money. And quite often, the technology that was used to achieve those integrations is not up to scratch when you compare it to the kind of integrations that are possible today. So the integrations are perhaps not quite as functional as they should be. Um, the the dependency on the vendor, the costs associated with it, and typically um, the, the the world of PMS is renowned for poor support as well. It was listed as the single most um, frustrating um, factor for for hoteliers in a recent global study all of those things make it feel like open-heart surgery to do anything with <laughs> your PMS and that's really what we said about changing
1: yeah, I mean, I guess legacy systems then, are they quite slow to develop and to evolve and to innovate and, and, and rely on, on old infrastructures in their systems? Um, or are they just lazy at developing, at, at developing new new applications and technologies? Or um, is there another reason why um, they're, they're poor to adapt?
0: I think um, you touched upon one key factor, which is that they tend to be using outdated technology and there's a reluctance to to, or a, a high cost of bringing that technology up to date. And sometimes, in fact, it's impossible to to bring your um, legacy system up to the 21st century or up to current um, levels of technology capability when it comes to integration. So you've. You've got that reluctance to invest um, and you have an insistence because of the power of the vendors that they that the third parties continue to work with outdated protocols for the integration, for example. So that's one thing. The um, secondly, I think a lot of the vendors have tended to build um, some of their own capability around the edges of the PMS in an effort to, um, to create additional revenue streams whereby they could sell additional optional modules to Um, customers and hoteliers. And some of those modules would be under threat and the revenue associated with selling and maintaining those modules would be under threat if they were to open up too much to third parties. Um, So those would would be a couple of the classic examples of why uh, legacy PMS has held the industry back a little bit. I mean, it's it's a big thing to have
1: that change. And I guess um, if you have joined a hotel and there's already an existing system in place, you might be a bit hesitant to want to change uh, that particular platform. Um, I mean, what's some of the uh, key um, barriers for, you, for for to get a new property management system in a hotel? What, what what are what what do what are the pain points that perhaps you're experiencing um, when you're talking to hotels about um, Apaleo?
0: I think there are probably three things. I would say there's um, mindset, um, existing integrations um, to third party systems and uh, functionality Um, in no particular order of importance. From a mindset perspective, um, the the industry is used to having those kind of big monolithic monolithic, uh, legacy systems, which attempts to do uh, all things for all departments within the hotel. Um, where we come from, we're saying that we want to be a lean core PMS that is so connectable and so integratable that um, you will be able to pick and choose the best solutions for you for each individual department of your hotel, connect them to the PMS in a very, very um, deep and seamless way and actually get a better result uh, off the back of that. But of course, that's quite a new philosophy to bring to a market where... Uh, legacy Pms has has attempted to to kind of fill the gap with all of those different departments so so mindset is one thing to overcome i think and um, from an integrations perspective there are some um some other big key systems um that are deemed to be as important or in some cases more important than Pms um they tend to be legacy as well they're not so open right now to integrating um to the kind of api platforms that we offer for example and there can be some some lag there in terms of getting some of the bigger players to um, to integrate and where that happens then sometimes that can be a bit of a blocker for the hotel and third um, where uh, a very mature legacy system has hugely sophisticated functionality with lots of configuration options sometimes there's a feeling in in the hotel that perhaps they're going to lose some of that functionality when in fact um, you know I would argue that's typically not as relevant as people think it is because it's a very well quoted fact or belief that um, the average hotel probably only uses 30 to forty percent of its functionality in its PMS in any case
1: right and I, I guess so by by, by changing to um, a, a more cloud-based which is it's more like a a mobile phone, it's it's more app-based. So you're able to add the the features and tools that you want by choosing from a whole range of other providers that connect with your system. So you can actually tailor the property management system more to your type of hotel than perhaps a legacy system. So, I mean, would we be seeing over the next five or 10 years um, new owners, um, new general managers coming into hotels that are perhaps more flexible to this idea of, of, of using these systems that are, that are able to really be tailored and customised mm-hmm. to their property and, 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 and understand that actually you have a core product for which they can then um, make more bespoke through the other tools and technologies that they can connect.
0: Yes, absolutely, and we have so many examples of that amongst our existing client base. Essentially, the, the smartphone analogy is a really good one to think about. I mean, um, as consumers, we have smartphones in our pockets. We we buy a phone that um, we know will give us the basics. We can make phone calls. We can send text messages. It has a camera built in with some basic functions. It probably has a torch built in for when we need to find the key um, you know, going into our home at night or something like that. But we also buy that because we think of it as a platform upon which we can build um, and we can download uh, a whole variety of different apps. And if you put 10 smartphones side-by-side side belonging to 10 different people, they will all have a different set of apps installed on them. And that's the personalization. That's where we're really building out that, that smartphone by downloading apps from the app store and um, and providing an ecosystem of applications um, which then allow us to live our lives and, and, and do the things that we need to do on our smartphones. And we're really taking that into a business context by having this core PMS, which needs to sit at the center of everything making it completely open, providing all of the core functions that a PMS should provide, but nothing that is outside of that remit, nothing that might only be required by a certain small percentage of hotels. In that case, an examples would be uh, sales and catering modules, um, business intelligence tools, CRM, uh, all of that kind of stuff. If you need those solutions, then you would um, go to our store, which is like a marketplace, very similar to an app store, you would browse the um, the third parties that have connected to us, or indeed if you have an existing provider, you would have them connect to our APIs, which is a very easy process compared to legacy integrations. And you would connect that up. And as a result of that, you're essentially building your own ecosystem of um, connected applications that do exactly what you need for your particular hotel and your particular model or your particular group. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really what it's all about, uh, I would say.
1: Now, if we go back to the smartphone analogy, um, okay. certainly um, I made a big change from Apple to Android a couple of years ago. And I think the biggest sticking point was data. How do I get uh, my data from my Apple to my Android or for others from their Android to their Apple? I, I guess this is a similar thing. How do you get your data from a legacy system into your system? I mean, what 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 uh, process needs to be managed there to, to make sure that it's set up and running and um, so that you can actually get off to a good start?
0: Well, historically, um... That would typically have been a manual rekeying process. So if you were switching a PMS, you know, and I would extend that to other key systems as well, you would pretty much start from scratch. You would um, you would manually uh, go through a configuration process. You would start everything from scratch, build out your property shell, build out your configuration, and then essentially you would be um, typically manually keying in all of your future reservations that you have on the books already into the new system. And for the period of time until you're ready to go live, you're having to do that in parallel with the other system as well. So with well-built, well-designed modern um, cloud systems that are built on APIs, such as Apaleo, for example, then you should really be able to do away with the vast majority or potentially all of that. Um, To give you one example, um, our API includes support for the configuration layer, so it is possible to populate our system with configuration data through our configuration API, which would. So if you have your property data in a source that is, that is um, accessible, then we can suck that into the PMS and, and, and automatically configure the proper according, uh, the property accordingly. Same applies for those future reservations, for example. Um, so you kind of do away with a lot of that, uh, that, that manual data transfer. You can automate the vast majority of it. And that's really just a, a relatively straightforward process between us and the hotel in question.
1: And what, what's typically the process it takes then? How long does it take to be able to transfer or for move from one system to another system? Do you, do you tend to work on dual systems for a while until you get used to the new system uh, or is it instant
0: um, instant change? Typically, you, um, you'll you switch over and uh, on a particular day, you will switch off the old system and, and go live, as, as we like to say, on the new system. Um, historically, with legacy systems, that has been, depending on the hotel, depending on the, the size and scale of the task at, at, at question, that has typically been anything from um, four to six weeks up to, you know, three to six months, um, maybe even longer in some cases. Um, in the case of Apaleo, uh, just to give you two quick examples, we had a 99-bedroom hotel um, that was deflagging from its brand and needed to go independent um, and t- only realized towards the end of that process that they were going to lose their systems. They signed a contract with us on the um, the 5th of May, I believe it was, and by the 12th of May, they were live, connected to distribution, automatic and integrated payments in place, all of that stuff. Um, so that was a, a one-week process from contract signature to live. And a second example here in the UK was a, a group that had 25 properties, 1,600 rooms, they went live by themselves with the first ten properties and seven hundred and fifty rooms in one week without any um, help or support from us at all. And then the uh, the next fifteen properties and eight hundred and fifty odd rooms they gradually um, went live with over the following month. Um, so that's really quite radical um, when you compare that to the traditional processes that um, that the industry is is accustomed to. If
1: someone's looking at changing property management system and they need to lobby uh, someone senior uh, for that change, um, how can they build a business case uh, for making um, that move?
0: It depends to some extent on what the uh, pain is, because there can be pain in so many different areas. And um, quite often, I think the most common reason that we see people switching to Apaleo right now is um, is built around the frustration with the existing uh, tech stack that they have and the, the dominance of the PMS in that tech stack and the inability to influence that PMS vendor to, um, to assist them in terms of being able to innovate. And of course, in current times with what's happened over the last few months, the, um, the need to be agile and flexible and responsive to um, ever-changing trends in the industry um has become, you know, much more a focus for hotels as they emerge from COVID-19. And if we use that as an example, the, the classic um justification, if you like, right now for switching PMS would be we need to be able to innovate, we need to be able to react quickly to situations. We need to implement new solutions to meet with um with the ever-evolving guest um experience and their their expectation around that, and we simply can't do that with our legacy systems. it costs too much, it takes too long, and it's um it's all too often a slightly frustration or underwhelming experience at the back end of it as well.
1: Are you finding that a lot of the your new customers are needing a lot of training support, um, or the cloud-based systems? I mean, certainly the ones that I use are pretty intuitive nowadays. I I, I rarely need to be in contact with uh, any any of the system providers. So, is is that the way that you've been building your your system? I I, I mean, I guess one of the key points that you mentioned was that um, customers can struggle uh, to get in contact with their legacy providers and 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 to get uh, issues resolved. Or, or get the support that you, you need? Uh, are you seeing that uh, greater autonomy now um, and, and the need for that?
0: Yeah, there's um, God, There's so many ways that I could answer that question. I, I mean, I think <laughs> if we go back to the smartphone analogy, um, when we decide that we need a new um, navigation application or a new camera application for our phones, um, we don't expect that we're going to have to call the, um, the software developer of that camera application or that navigation app and have them come to our house and train us how to use it, right? So as consumers, we're, we're, we're now very very used to being able to um, um, browse, select, download, um, connect to Facebook or Google or whatever we need to connect it to, so that it's up and running and has the data it needs. And then we essentially um, learn very very quickly how to navigate that that application, how to use it, even even some quite sophisticated sophisticated applications. And we've adopted the same the same philosophy, if you like, with Apaleo, we have um, a philosophy where we want the system to be entirely, as we call it, self-onboarding. And those two examples that I mentioned of hotels are pretty good examples of uh, hotels that have done that. In fact, for the vast, vast majority of the hotels, probably around 90% of the hotels that we've implemented, we have not had anybody from Apaleo go to the property or to the headquarters of the group. It's all been done remotely. Now, it's very important at this point to stress that the support is available there. So we provide online calendars for our onboarding team, so the power is placed firmly in the hands of the hotelier to access that online calendar, book a slot with our onboarding team whenever they need to, um, and then we will do remote sessions with them as many as they need in order to get them comfortable with the system and up and running. And I guess the final thing to say on that would be that um, if you think about support statistics, we allow people to contact us from within the application. So you're a user of the system. Um, if you need to ask us a question, you can do that from within the application. Our median first reply time is 36 minutes, uh, which is quite strong for the industry. Wow. Very good. And, we, and we average um, one point before COVID. It's less now, of course, because there's less activity in hotels. But before COVID, we were averaging 1.2 calls per property per month which by PMS standards is extremely low. So I think those statistics back up the um, the philosophy that we have implemented.
1: I mean, we've seen over the last say decade, a lot of consumer tech approach to consumer tech being te- adopted by business tech mm-hmm. um, especially needing user interfaces to be much more intuitive um, and as a developer yourself and building these tools for business where do you sort of take your inspiration from um, in in building technologies uh, for the hotel environment
0: well i guess the first thing to say there is that i'm not personally a developer <laughs> so i have some um I have some um, involvement with the, the product roadmap, if you like, and the, the design of, of some of the product features. Um, but we, of course, look at, um, at all of the popular um, sort of successful consumer technology out there. Um, we would typically want to look at the, the more sophisticated ones that offer a depth of functionality and a richness of, of, of features, if you like, for the user. Um because of course PMS does have a certain depth of um depth of functionality and, and, and richness and we would seek to emulate the success. There are lots of case studies out in the industry about that as well, of course.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I, I guess uh making it uh Intuitive from a perspective of how a consumer uses it at the end of the day to anybody who's using it in a hotel is a consumer themselves so they're going to be quite familiar with these systems and processes so it shouldn't necessarily be alien for hotel staff or when they come to use some of these new systems um, whereas traditionally there's been um, quite a number of almost like a system itself could have um, different silos within itself which are not necessarily in- interconnected and that's often caused a lot of frustration. Uh, for, for business people, but we're, we're seeing a big big move now to uh, interconnectability within existing systems, but also that um, the, 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 the process, the workflow has really been thought out a lot more than, than it has done previously.
0: Absolutely, and, and of course, it's a, it can be a bit of a learning curve. I mean, one, one recent example um, we've had since day one in our product, we've had uh, folios, which of course are essential because you need folios for reservations. And um, there's quite a lot of work done around folios in terms of billing procedures and um, generating invoices and adding charges and posting charges and stuff like that. So it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a screen that is absolutely crucial and um, and also is used on a, on, a, on a daily basis by a number of different um, uh, team members within the hotel. Um, so we gathered over the course of a year, year and a half, we gathered quite a bit of feedback from our existing users on that. We knew that we needed to add more functionality. We knew that as we added more functionality, we needed to really, really focus on the on the usability. So the combination of feedback from our user base, um, the new features that we wanted to add, and you know general um, industry expertise from our product management team, um, and resulted in a in a in a redesign uh, of the uh, the Folio screens, which we released about three months ago. Um, and actually we ended up with a much simpler user interface, but with actually a lot more um, capability in the feature set as well, and had very, very good feedback from our, from our clients on that basis. So it is a, it's an ever evolving um, process that of course, you know, managing the user interface and the experience.
1: Yeah. And now finally, I mean, uh, one of the big changes as well with software as a service is the pricing models and Mm -hmm. and the way that you subscribe is there seems to be a change from these big multi year contracts um, towards a more dynamic approach uh, and relationship. Tell me how you've um, built your pricing model. And because you've got both an annual and a monthly subscription. So that seems to give quite a bit of flexibility, uh, I guess, especially for people who are quite unsure um, about the prospects of changing PMS.
0: True. Um, I think the the reality, of course, is that um, because PMS is uh, does sit at the centre of everything, it's 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 quite a significant decision. And I think by the time people have made that decision, especially with the process that we encourage, where we allow people to create their own free trial account, um, our onboarding and customer success teams are there to help them with that. They can even configure their own property and see how that feels. That all this without ever making a commitment. They can even connect. Third party applications that also offer free trials to our system by themselves without help from us, just a one-click connect process through the user interface, so that they can actually test out integrations as well. So by the time they've 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 actually they're actually ready to make that commitment to go with the PMS, they've typically done way more research and way more due diligence on the product and on the important connected applications that they're perhaps going to um to implement at the same time than they ever could have achieved in uh, times of legacy systems where you, know, you relied on a salesperson to come and give you a 90-minute a demo of the system. You talk to a couple of references and you made your decision on that basis. So number one, there is the opportunity really to do a much deeper dive, which we absolutely encourage um, to get to that point. Um, and then number two, we've removed capex from the model. So we do not charge any upfront fees whatsoever. Um, which again has been a blocker in the past. It's pre- pre- it's prevented people from um, from switching systems when they've really needed to, and quite often you've had that sort of frustration where you're stuck with your your old system because you can't justify the cost of implementing a new one. So by with of course with any you know true cloud system, um, they it is much much easier to implement a software as a service subscription model, which is essentially that monthly or annual subscription that you mentioned, and we charge a simple fee per room. month and we don't charge anything for integrations which traditionally have been an extra source of income for pms is you pay more for every integration that you want and you pay more to to have it implemented and you pay more to have it maintained and supported from our point of view a hotel can have zero integrations or 25 integrations they will never pay us an extra penny so all of those things combine to um to to make for a much more radical model but also of course um, makes it easier for the hotel to justify the change On that basis
1: and I think this is a year of change after all and uh, the more that you can uh, find a way to make changes throughout the organization and reduce costs and make things more seamless will just help a hotel uh, become more resourceful especially over the next couple of years as we wait for the markets to reopen absolutely well Alan thank you ever so much for joining me today um, and giving us that insight into uh, changing the heart of the hotel the property management system
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on the show.
1: Well, that was Alan Riordan, the co-founder of Apple Leo. Uh, we're going to be exploring uh, um staff management systems uh, with instio in our next episode so check that out as part of hotel tech clinic we've got uh, more episodes to come and uh, we've got more programs that you can check out uh, on our website travelmarket.life so check out the website and see all the additional programs that we have added in the last couple of weeks thank you for listening we'll look forward to speaking to you soon ciao for now